Okay, new year, same podcast. Colin Joey, we're here half together. Hello. That's how math works. <laughs> Colin and I are in the same room. Joey, why aren't you here? What the hell's your problem? Too cold up there. Well, this morning it's cold. Yesterday it was in its in the fifties. It was really nice. Well, so cold and cold. Got it. Yeah, kind of raining. <laughs> <laughs> sure yes. flooded yesterday. Well, many things flooded, but <laughs> Uh, chimney cap guys finally came, so no more raining down my chimney into my basement, so hooray. Adult stuff. I'm sure everyone's very excited to hear about that. <laughs> At least you got to hear the drilling that was going on in the morning. That was funny. What are you doing, Joey? What are you up to? Me? I'm about to drop $9,000 on a new AC unit. Yay. Hmm. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, my unit stopped working a couple... Well, winning cool down a couple weeks ago and the guy's like yeah this thing's not gonna last over the summer i can fix the leaks now but you need something new oh, so the whole like unit needs to be replaced yeah the copper inside the uh outside unit is leaking and he's like i can fix it but it's all corroding away it's just gonna break again oh so thanks oh so yeah <laughs> Well, Got a quote for a new keep, unit? People keep telling me that my boiler's going to go out any day. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just not have to replace the AC unit in a Texas summer. I'd rather do it when I don't really need it. That is true. That is true. Uh, okay. Well, a column came to visit from Canada, the Great White North. Was yes, it snowing Eddie. when you left? Uh, wet snow, yeah. Not so white. More but slush. It, <laughs> yeah, but it, there should be some snow during the week I'm gone. Okay. Yeah, you're going to Florida and then Arkansas and all kinds of stuff. Indeed. So what are you doing? Well, in Florida, I'm going to Disney World, seeing Daytona Beach and Miami Beach. And then in, uh, then in Arkansas, I'm going to a special retro arcade. Full of basically every 80s and 90s game that you can imagine, like all the arcade cabinets, all the all the old consoles, up to and including GameCube and Wii. And they've all got couches for everybody to play multiplayer on, and you only have to pay 10 bucks for the whole day. Unlimited play all day. Good nerd out experience. Absolutely. What are you looking forward to the most at Disney World? Have you been there before? Once, yes. Okay. I'm looking forward to the fireworks show. It's pretty much the reason I'm going there. Not the rides? <laughs> I've read, I've rode most of them. Okay. But maybe I'll check out the Hall of Presidents. And if there's room, maybe have lunch at the Beauty and the Beast Castle restaurant. Ah. I mean, it's very one-to-one -one recreation. I had a look in it last time when it was raining. So that was a fun experience. I haven't been back since I was about 10 years old. So they've added, like, an enormous amount of rides. Like, a whole world. <laughs> <laughs> a or whole two. new world? Uh, yeah, Harry Potter, for one. Joey, have that's, you been to, have you been to Disney? 
Yes. Uh, I've been there, but they've also added stuff. (laughs) I was also there when I was maybe 11, something like that. Yeah, so the same time frame I was. (laughs) Yeah, late 90s, right before the turn of the century. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would have been 98, 99, for sure. Okay. Well, Colin and I went retro shopping yesterday, to, to say, and I walked out with... Uh, it, it's, there's a retro game store, it's called Time Capsule, it's like right around the corner from my place, and I walked out with Tomb Raider Underworld, uh, that ass. Yes. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> walked out with Remember Me, a game I've had my eye on for a while, uh, it's essentially like Total Recall, but with women, and it takes place in Paris. Yep. Um, we played a lo- little bit of both those games last night just to see if they worked, and Remember Me was really interesting. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's got a lot of artistic elements to it, Joey, so you might want to look look that up. And it's got very Batman Arkham Asylum-esque combat. Do you like any of those games, Joey? But Batman or Uncharted, like that, that kind of stuff? Never played it, either of them. Oh, you're missing out. And then I got Legacy of Kane Resurgence or something. I think so. On the Xbox. It's like the last Legacy of Kane game. See what it's about. I mean, I got Tomb Raider for four bucks. I got that one for like three and you get the idea. But uh, obviously the most important ones was I got Tecmo Bowl on the NES. Didn't Mm -hmm. have it. You so, didn't have Tecmo before? I did not what have wrong Tecmo. With you? Tec- well, I f- I, look, Joey, I, f- I fixed it, okay? <laughs> yeah, you fixed it, but like, how long did it take you to get it? Well, I'm pretty sure I had it as a kid, and then I traded it for uh, some other game, like Mega Man or something. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> Just like I traded Zelda for Blades of Steel. It was very important. <laughs> Are you judging me? Your silence sounds like judging. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I got ice hockey, and I think that was all of them, right? Wasn't it also River Raid for Atari? Ah, uh, yeah, I did get River Raid. Yeah, so River Raid was a game I've been looking for for a while uh, because that was a game. It was an arcade cabinet at my dentist office, and that was like the whole. And let me let me tell you, I went to the dentist office a lot. Not because my teeth were rotting, it's because they wouldn't fall out. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go in like every, once a month to get something pulled. Oh, uh, man. So the only, uh, there was Popeye and there was River Raid. It was the only things I got to look forward to before I got things ripped out of my mouth <laughs> when I was a child. So traumatic experience. So I'll be like River Raid and just feel the pain coming back. <laughs> Oh, I got a ColecoVision game, Mousetrap. I got that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, lots of stuff. And then uh, went to the manga store, which is not around the corner, but it's more further down the road. And I finished getting uh, Blade of the Immortal manga and um, just a few others here or there. But the Blade of the Immortal one was finally, uh, it's finally complete. They had the whole rest of the series. So, I got that. What'd you get, Colin? Well, at the time capsule, I got <clears throat> I got Star Wars: The Clone Wars on Xbox. I had 
I rented that one from Blockbuster way back when and really enjoyed it. It was a, it was on GameCube at the time, but the only copy in this store I could find was for Xbox, so I ended up getting that one. And I also got Dead Space 3 for PS3. Man, what is it with my throat this morning? Well, it's really dry here, okay? You don't need to judge the house too bad. <laughs> I'll turn the humidifier on. You calm down. <laughs> yeah, Dead Space 3. I haven't played that yet. Drink more amaretto in your coffee, okay? <laughs> Which is very good, by the way. I will once I finish talking. What are you drinking, Joey? I got some Starbucks. Is there amaretto in it? No. I'm not a degenerate. Hey. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, he's ju he's very judgy today, Colin. Degenerate. Seems to be. <laughs> Look, just because we played video games and drank cocktails all night doesn't mean we're... Look, we stayed inside. We stayed off the streets. Okay? No drinking and driving. We were good boys. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. We we uh, so the 1950s uh, Playboy cocktail book. It's pretty cool that we can like open it up. My bar is like super full now, Joey. Nice. And we can open it up and pretty much make anything that's inside it. So it's just it's just like open up to a random page. Oh yeah, that looks pretty good. What is it? Uh, bees knees? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's not in it? A cosmopolitan. Yeah. It's too bad. It was Is it not sexy end. enough? Well, Cosmos became popular in the 90s with Sex and the City, and that book was before the 90s. So, is that a good enough explanation for you, buddy? Sure, it wasn't sexy enough in the past. Got it. Look, the 50s were different times. Ankles were crazy, man. The <laughs> Cosmopolitans were not sexy. Got it. No, no there's... um. I haven't come across any names that might get canceled. I'm actually kind of surprised about that. Know what I mean? You mean like sex on the beach? No, I mean, that that's fun. Have you ever had it? I've had sex on the beach. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, is that on your bucket list? <laughs> no. Why? Because sand will get sand. to places? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> Look, you put a blanket down, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like it's just a recipe for disaster. Oh, the sand is nice and soft. Unless you go to the the rocky one. That's that's terrible. Well, then it's not. Well, it would still be sex on the beach, rocky or not, right? That's yeah, beach. It doesn't say sand beach. Right. Sex on a sandy it beach. Specify what kind of beach to have sex on. Would you prefer rocky or sandy? Since you're complaining about the sand being an issue. Neither. Neither. So, if you're in the moment, Joey, you're telling me, oh, look at the nice ocean, it's very romantic, and it's like, hold on, girl, let's go back to the room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it you windy? Is, the the, is there a chance it becomes like sandpaper on my penis? Because that is a chance Joey, I don't want to take. I'm telling you to, like, stick your dick in the sand. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Most times I'm at the beach, it's windy, and wind picks up sand. I'm just saying. When things get hot and heavy and gets kind of sweaty, like what's that sand going to stick to you? <laughs> that sand's going to stick on to everything, and it's just going to become sandpaper. Oh, boy. You've really thought about the hazards of all this way too much than the romantic moment. Oh, yeah. Is Megan awake? We should get no, her in she's for sleeping. opinion. <laughs> she is sleeping. Okay, all right. Up to...
Ah, we broke up. Okay. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. Um, you guys up too late watching the Texans cheat? Cheat? What are you talking about? No, cheat. You cheated we didn't Joe cheat. Flacco. No. Uh, Joe Flacco threw two pick sixes, so he... He let uh, Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun Watson. He watched him into shame. He let uh, CJ Stroud sit there and only play about four minutes in the second half because that's all we needed him for. Well, well, well. CJ like Stroud is now interference calls not called. That's there was one. Like. There was one that they missed, and it was clear. That wasn't like the they should have called it, right? Or the yeah, it was in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah they should have called like, it. And he got there definitely like early. <laughs> it, I mean, it was bang bang, but he was definitely early. They should have called it. So, that that was the only bad call I saw all game. So, who do the Texans play next? The Chiefs? <clears throat> Either Chiefs or Ravens. Depending on if Steelers win or not. Uh, Steelers made the playoffs? Yep. They snuck in because uh, Jags lost, so they lost their spots to the Steelers. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> like, if the Jags would have won, they would have been the AFC South champs, and Texans would have been a seventh. But since the Jags lost, we won the South, and the Steelers have the tiebreaker over the Jags, so they're out. Oh, Jaguars lost in the final week. That stinks. Well, they went oh. five and six in the last six games, oh, or one and six in the last six games. Like they lost five games out of six, <laughs> so they did it to themselves. They were at one point they could have been the number one seed if they won out, but they didn't. So yeah, they lost out basically. <laughs> yeah. So if the Steelers win, they'll go see the Ravens because of the lowest seed. If the Bills win, then we go to the Ravens. Okay. So. All right. Well, I didn't ask you, Colin. What was your favorite cocktail you had last night? Eh, hmm. The bowl. Crap. It was the last one that we had. Well, that was the well, that was the Cosmopolitan, right? I guess that one then. Yeah, that was the last one we had. All right, all right. If you want to be an individual female that don't take no man, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, I didn't have your red cloud last night. That one was that one looked good. Um, yeah, it was tasty. I was actually shocked. I forget the was it a bolero or something that I had or a bolo? No, you had the bolo. Bolero, yeah. It was maybe that's not the right name, but Joey. You would never guess that this drink was actually good. It's uh, dry vermouth, gin, and a shot of whiskey, and I think it was a little lemon juice. So it sounds like sour shit. Uh, you didn't. You would never think gin and like scotch whiskey would go together, but shockingly, it was actually pretty good. I think that was my favorite last night. Nice. And what was it called? Yeah. yeah. You don't remember the name of it? No, I got the book behind me, but I'd have to go and like grab it behind us. Yeah, it's, it's such a such a thing. <laughs> yeah, the first one I had was definitely way too sour. I posted that on Twitter at BowlingJD. Good little plug. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, re I just refuse to call it X. Yeah. And I... It just doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> I think that's pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, fuck, it was Twitter for a decade. Plus, and then it's just, oh, you have to call it X now. I was like, what, are we making math formulas? X, Y, and Z? Yeah, really. Yeah, and it just doesn't really work in casual conversation. Do you see my tweet? Makes sense. Did you see my ex? We're talking about your ex-girlfriend? What are you talking about here? Right. No, I didn't just, see her. Just ask more questions. You get more questions than answers. 
It's not very clear. Uh, yeah. So, haven't Wait. beat Dave the Diver, but I'm very, very, I'm like 30 hours into this game, Joey. I find myself, like, dicking around in the ocean, catching all the fish, filling out all, there's so much side content. Yeah, there is. And that's the only thing that's, like, really timed, so you have, like, oh, we had a big event in three days. Other than that, you can just take your time and just do whatever the hell you want. Right, nothing is on a schedule that you have to meet other than, oh, the, the tuna festivals in three days, right, yeah. Or, um, VIP dude is coming, like Michael Bang, and, yeah. uh, you have to get him, uh, specialty rice, or, uh, the rapper guy, who just so happens to be the son of the farmer that's helping you out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a kick out of that. Um, especially with his song, it's like, Pepitoona. Pepitoona, Pepitoona. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, you have to get him vegetable sushi. I was like, uh -huh, okay, I guess. <laughs> I guess I you could do that. But I'm like finding myself wanting to upgrade all the weapons. Um, I want to like catch all the fish at least once, kind of deal to complete the book. Um. I found the research, like, marine research biologist thing. That's, like, the most te tedious and cumbersome. Like, I'm not really into yeah, that. Yeah, it takes so much of your space and weighs so much sometimes. Yeah, and the rewards aren't... I'm not finding them incredibly useful. I think they are early on, but after you get really established, they kind of drop off. Yeah. So, I'm, But I'm also at the point where I could just, like, not go and catch fish, and the uh, I guess fi the fish farm is just doing the work for me at this point. <laughs> so I think I'm going to complete like the next VIP mission, get to platinum or whatever level it is that I'm almost at, and then I'll complete the story. So a $20 indie game went a hell of a long way. Yeah. Uh, what employees did you get or that you're using? So I'm using Ninja Girl. I'm using I'm still using like the first chick I hired from the start. And then the there was the one that was like using the puppet to talk. She's cooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, did, did you get the lizard guy? No, I haven't seen him yet. Yeah, you get you get him. Like some of them are really good at certain things, so it's okay to just hire more because they just kind of sit there on standby. Yeah, for a <clears> while <throat> I didn't know that I could hire more employees and then send them out to go get ingredients like soy sauce and shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that, that either. So helpful. <laughs> That's why you want extra, and then you want to train them up because some of them get like extra perks. So some of them get good enough to pour beer or the tea, so you don't even have to do that. Yeah, that's huge. So mo most of the time, it's just me either making sure the wasabi is full or cleaning up the dishes. That's that's basically my role during restaurant night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very fun game. I'm really torn between Liza P and <laughs> Dave the Diver as my game of the year. Uh, we actually, I actually got a message from someone on Twitter. Uh, DM, it's like, how could you guys not pick... Boulder Skate 3 as your game of the year. I was like, well, like none of us played it. That's, yeah. that's number one. Yeah. Plus, as I've done is watching other characters be superimposed into it, like Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 
We were watching that last night, too. Or no, it was the previous night, yeah, wasn't it? A couple yeah. Nights, yeah, a couple nights ago. A wacky YouTube channel where they throw in uh, random like television skit people into video games. Some work better than others. Yep, like Frank Reynolds is really funny in Baldur's Gate 3 and Last of Us. And Ace Ventura in Witcher 3 is pretty funny. And Leslie Nielsen in Detroit Become Human. That one was funny. That works uh, incredibly well. Yeah, I think I think it was from one of the Police Academy movies. Yeah, was, that they threw his lines in there. Yeah, it was a bunch of the Naked Gun stuff. Oh yeah, it was Naked Gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It wasn't Police Academy. Yeah, Police Squad is what he's from. Thank you, thank you. And we also watched uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World last night. Have you seen that movie, Joey? Yeah. Have you watched the show? No, I have. You should watch the show now, JD. I don't know. I really did not like that movie all that much. The main character is capital D bag. I only wanted bad things to happen to this douchebag. So very hard for me to get into the movie, but it had like it. The longer it went on and the less the character talked, (laughs) you know, I was like, okay, now the movie's getting better. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a sign of a good movie to me. I love the movie, and I like the show, so you should check out the show. I don't, I don't want to. I don't think he's going to. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you should do that. I, I, no. He should, but he won't. I was getting I was getting Napoleon Dynamite vibes, but Canadian <laughs> during the movie. And I didn't like Napoleon Dynamite either. And the humor was very much similar to for me. It was very of the time, for sure. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it just appealed to my sensibilities more because... Oh, it's definitely your sense of humor. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I lived in Toronto all my... or Toronto area all my life. And seeing all the different parts of Toronto on screen like that, just so prominently, really did it for me. On top of the video game references. And all all the enemies bursting into coins when you beat them. It also has a lot of actors that went on to be a lot of superheroes. Yeah, like Brie Larson. Oh, that's where I recognize that name. Mm-hmm. You're and right. Chris Evans. You're right. I did and like the, the skateboard <laughs> actor dude. He was Chris Evans. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, Captain America and the Human Torch, Human Flame, whatever the hell it's called yeah. in Fantastic Four. And then the vegan guy, he was uh, on Arrow, and I want to say he was, he was Superman, Superman for a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Superman Returns. <laughs> okay alright but I liked him way better in this the vegan, he was way better the in this thing was funny too yeah I mean there's there's certainly a lot of good jokes in the movie that I, I did laugh at for sure yeah I just feel like they should have gotten a different actor for Scott himself because Michael Sarah didn't really sell it he stinks I did not like him in that role and the character's written like shit Anyways. Yeah, I don't think he's supposed to be a good person. No. Well, then he shouldn't also be a weak little pussy. (laughs) (laughs) He's He's not weak. Flawed for sure. All right. Uh, I guess we're going to start with the first podcast of 2024 with the with the games with the thing. Are we going to talk about favorite 
retro games of last year? Oh, I guess we could. Yeah, we could do that. You got one in mind, Colin? Top of your head? Oh, there's uh, Half-Life 2, Descent 2, and Shadow of the Colossus for sure. Those are my three favorites, I think. Let's see. Uh, well, Joey's I already know is Pebble Beach Golf Links on the 3DO. So <laughs> we don't need to we don't need to ask him uh, what his favorite was. <laughs> Let's see, 2023. Looking over the list, I really mm, I like Tenchu One, so that wasn't it. Uh, let's see. NBA Jam. I did like Tomb Raider 3 a lot. Let's see. Oh, the first Pikmin. Ah, yeah. I would say, so, I, I, I will not default to Ratchet and Clank because I just love that series so much. Maybe I shouldn't default to Tomb Raider either. Because <laughs> I love all those games. So... Let's see. I guess if I was going by my rating, it would be Armored Core 2. Right? I think okay. that would be that would be the big one. Um after that, it'd probably be the things I've already played before. Uh so maybe if I was concentrating on new games. Ooh, that's still pretty t I I guess it would be the first Pikmin. Okay. Yeah. For not doing games that have played before this, then mine would be Banjo Kazooie. You never played that before the podcast? No. I haven't either. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a really good game. <laughs> <laughs> what a controversial statement. Yeah, well I mean I didn't play when he got out and I got the the rare thing on Xbox when he had they had like that twenty game special way back. I guess years now, but I played everything else but Banjo. Yeah. I just didn't yeah. want to put the time in because I figured it would be a long time to play the game. Yeah, that and was a fun want... episode. Um, that was back on episode 141 in July, Platforming Buddies. Yeah, that was a good episode to do. Banjo and Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I really like the PS1 Action Adventure um, game Gamecast. That's episode 136 from May. Let's see. The, you know what? I would say my mo the most disappointing one was would probably be the Ninja Samurai sequels because the first game we played from that series, but you then the me. sequel turned out to be not so good. <laughs> yeah, both those games sucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not For me, great. the most disappointing was Ease Three. Yes. The only thing it really has going for it is the soundtrack on the P PC Engine CD. Okay. So what drop are we playing as we get to these two games? Look at the list, Colin. Look Chrono at the Cross. list. What'd you say? Chrono Cross. You always go to that one. All right. <laughs> I love it. Here we go. Okay, nice and short. Colin, it was your theme pick. Why? 
and then get us to our first game. Well, I chose it because, well, it's a new year, meaning a new beginning. And I felt it would only be fitting to have, for the next two games we talk about, to be something of a new beginning within the game industry. Whether it be creating a whole subgenre or introducing a game engine that's been widely used all over the AAA space. Plus, I've been curious about one of them for literal decades and... The other one I played briefly as a kid with a friend and wanted to revisit it. Yeah, and we were playing it last night as well. Actually, did we specify the topic at the very beginning? No, Game Changers! Yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with the wrestling company. There's a wrestling company called Game Changer Wrestling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <It> stinks. <laughs> All right. Joey, what did you think of the two games from an overall perspective? Did you enjoy overall. them? Did you not like them? Was it a waste of time? Uh, overall positive. Look at you, Colin. Mine are usually not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a sense for these things. <laughs> Except when it comes to games like Ease, apparently. Yeah. All right, first game. All right. What you got? The first one is Rogue or the PC. It was developed by AI Design and published by Epix in North America and Mastertronic Whoa. in the EU. It was released on, in 1980 on several computer platforms, including the Amiga, Commodore 64, DOS, ZX Spectrum, and Atari 8-bit. And I picked this one because it's considered widely to be the origin of the roguelike genre, hence the name. While it's not the first game ever to have procedurally generated level layouts, it's it was still the most popular up to that point, particularly with college students and computer-savvy people at the time. And the premise is pretty simple. You're a cave explorer in a Dungeons & Dragons-type setting looking for the Amulet of Yendor. Fun fact, Rodney backwards. Mm. Which is the dungeon's lowest level. And the place is crawling with monsters. Along the way, you can collect items and weapons that will heal you, boost your stats, or uncover secrets. But the game has permadeath, so if you die, then you start all the way at the beginning, lose all your shit, and the level layouts change completely. So, so each playthrough is different. Yeah. Um, last night, just to remind me, because I tried playing this game, and I just did not get it. I was I was very confused with the whole text-based adventure, but yet we're still kind of, quote-unquote, freely moving about the map. Uh, so I was watching this YouTuber, he's British, and the YouTube video was 10 years ago, and he started mentioning like the definition of what roguelike means, and I found that fascinating, just from the fact that 10 years ago it wasn't like truly established what a roguelike was, there was still debate about it. So he was going, oh, yes, it involves uh, random generation of maps and permadeath, where you lose everything. And now a lot of roguelike games, it's like, yes, it's still, when you die, procedurally generated maps occur, but there's options to keep certain aspects so you can progress through the quote-unquote game. Um, you still lose everything. You just unlock more stuff to make the runs different. 
yeah yeah you get like different different things that will be be able to be unlocked that will on future playthroughs i mean enter the gungeon does that rogue legacy 20xx those are all games i've really enjoyed even going as as far recent as the uh, ps5 game uh, returnal ah yes yeah. Game's <laughs> hard as so, shit. so hooked on that one for a long time so hard so difficult rogue games are notoriously difficult yeah <laughs> but hey every playthrough is different so there's plenty of replay value see you yeah, say that's... that and i say it gets repetitive that's why you they have to come back and add more things. That's why I'm, I'm playing Dead Cells right now. And not only do you have to get blueprints that could be random drops or they have an item that you go hunt them, it gets harder. So there's boss cell levels that go all the way up to boss cell five that makes it harder, harder opponents, more things that affect you. They actually added more DLC. So there's not just one path. You go from this area to this area, this area. There's like a sprawling path that you can go, oh, I'm going to go to the dungeon this time and up this way. So. I think they're figuring it out now, but that's why I think if it was just procedural generated permadeath and that's it, I don't think roguelike games would survive. You need that little extra that makes it like you're gaining something, but also have to reset every run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really have to play the Castlevania DLC for Dead Cells. Uh, Kevin played it on his stream. Uh, Console Kev, um, friend of the cast, uh, ex-member. He's my ex, Colin. You can't fight him. <laughs> um, yeah, he he loves Dead Cells. He loves the Castlevania. You can look it up on his YouTube. His I believe he has a Twitch archive that holds it all up. Um, he speaks highly of the Castlevania DLC. Awesome. Because there's even a secret level in there that you play it like it's Castlevania. Hmm, interesting. I will have to check that out in the near future. Yeah, I really liked Dead Cells. That was fun. That was one of the few rogues that I actually almost beat. <laughs> <laughs> I was close to it, I, th- I feel. I think I got to, what, uh, what is there, six levels, and then I got to five? It was something like that. I had only a level. Yeah, there's, there's six, starting with no BC up to five BC. I'm only on a two BC right now. Yeah. Uh, the other one I really enjoyed was Hades. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one yeah. was incredible. I did beat that one. Isn't Hades 2 supposed to come out this year? I think so. Yeah, I think I heard about that. It was I think it was in the Nintendo Direct most recently. Alongside Paper Mario Thousand Year Door and yeah. others. Well, I, I put on a um a, uh <laughs> ZX Spectrum um emulator. That's how I played this. It's still very much uh like black and white text white squares everywhere. They try to do like a little sound effect deal when you go into another room or when you defeat something. It has a little tink to it to give you at least some feedback. I'm like, okay. Gotta remember, this is what, 1981, 2, 3? Something uh, like ni- that. Just 1980, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, Spectrum was a little later. But, yeah, this came out on like all those computer-esque uh, based, well, I guess you can't call them consoles, but Based systems, gaming systems. Yeah. So I can't say I I didn't like. I just it's a game genre that's very hit and miss with me, and this one I just didn't really get like understand completely because did you press 
F1 to learn all the commands. But that's a thing? That's a thing? Yes, at least in the Steam version, F1, it brings up all the commands you can do. Uh, oh, boy. I mean, uh, you can find instruction manuals online, and you'll definitely need them, because I was playing like the... playing like this online streaming version. This is me putting my head down, just going, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I was just playing it on a, a website. I can't remember what it's called. Got it right here. Oh yeah, playclassic.games. Oh yeah, you can play fucking everything off that that site. Yeah, yeah. Can you uh remind me, can on that site, can you choose what um version you play? Or is uh, it just like always straight Commodore 64? I think it's just straight up Commodore 64 okay. stuff. Game published 1984. That's what it says. Yeah. New from Epics, which is, by the way, spelled E P Y X for those who don't know. Look, the X means it's better and stronger <laughs> and faster. <laughs> and that it's no longer around. Okay. <laughs> it went out on top. <laughs> um. I'll pass it, but obviously I didn't get it. I didn't know the F1. That would have helped. See, Joe, if you would have visited, you could have informed me of this egregious error. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely passing this. You? Being warm down here. Unacceptable. There's plenty of room you, under... You get your ass up here right now. There's plenty of room <laughs> to eat underneath the covers with me, Joey. Strong ass there. I will throw out one more thing. The one enemy I hated the most were bats. Yeah, yeah. They're the only ones that kill me. I think I died from like everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, there's another dot on the screen. What happened? You died by bat. Oh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, you in the version I played, it's they're always represented by letters. Yeah, B. B yeah. B for bat. Yeah, B for Then you had H for Hobgoblin, I I for ice. Something. And then I think G was regular goblin. Yeah, yeah. Gotta be careful of those goblins. Okay, there was a K, which I don't remember what the K was. Might have been Kabul, but I'm not no, sure. Kestrel. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's a bird. Ah. Bird of prey. Bird of assness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strangely enough, this game actually could create a bit of atmosphere, even for as simple as it as its presentation is, I mean, occasionally you'll see a text that says, you hear maniacal laughter in the distance. And then you know that means there's hobgoblins on their way. So that can create a little bit of dread. At least it did when I was playing with my friend way back when. But, yeah, I give this a pass. It was pretty, pretty advanced for its time. And, of course, it's the kind of thing you'd really only really, really enjoy if you were, like, into computers at the time. Which, at the time, wasn't quite so commonplace. Times have changed in 40 years. You pass it, Joey? Of course I pass it. Okay. Alrighty. Next game! Alright. This one I played more. <laughs> And I played a little bit last night. Yeah, I was like, I gotta go to bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 
The next game is Unreal, also for PC. Developed by Epic Mega Games and Digital Extremes, and published by GT Interactive. Released on the PC in North America on May 22nd, 1998, and on the Mac OS in North America on September 1st, 1998. Fun fact, the same guys who, within Epic Mega Games, that worked on Epic Pinball and Jazz Jackrabbit, which we've covered before, worked on this one, including Cliff Blazinski, a.k.a. Cliffy B. Now, I chose this one because, as the name suggests, it's the game that introduced the Unreal Engine, which over the years has gone... There you go. Okay. Computer froze. <laughs> yeah. You're Jacob. No. Shut up. Computer, stop. <laughs> Computer, <laughs> shut up. Computer, stop. Ah. Alexa, be quiet. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. PC <laughs> froze. Colin, do you mind? <laughs> <laughs> Introduce not quake to the audience again. <laughs> <laughs> like from the beginning with the Sh development? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GT Interactive, that whole deal, what yeah. they do. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, man, I'll live in. Okay, so. Next game is Unreal on the, on the PC. Developed by Epic Mega Games and Digital Extremes and published by GT Interactive. Released on the PC in North America on May 22nd, 1998 and on the Mac OS in North America on September 1st, 1998. Guys within Epic Mega Games that worked on Epic Pinball and Jazz Jackrabbit, which we've covered before, worked on this one. Including Cliff Blazinski. I chose this one because, as the name suggests, it's the game that introduced the Unreal Engine, which over the years has gone through multiple iterations and has been used by several AAA game companies for various high-profile games. Examples include the Batman Arkham series, Gears of War, Rocket League, the Bioshock series, and even Remember Me, which we played last night. Yes! Hell, Kingdom Hearts 3 runs on Unreal Engine 4. Boo. That reminds me, I have a late Christmas present for you, JD. Uh-oh. Here. Oh, good. I'd prefer that over Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> for the audience's <laughs> sake, I just flipped them off. Hey, I like birds sometimes. <laughs> I'm surprised Joey didn't say anything either. But I'll take it. Is he even still there? I'm here. Okay. I haven't said anything for a while. No, unfortunately, I didn't get to play this. I couldn't get a version to work. Oh, wow. Really? Good old games, has it? Yeah, I didn't look there. Steam said it had it online, but then when I got to the store page, it said it's unavailable. Then I found some place that you could download it, but I just couldn't get it to work. So I had to rely on videos. Mm. Well, well, I mean, it's basically Doom. With yeah, I mean, I used to play experience. Unreal Tournament, so I'm familiar with this era of Unreal, but I've never played the actual game. My preferred tournament over this still. Hmm. Okay. Well, tell be. us about your experience, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing an ad for Unreal in a PC Gamer magazine dated sometime before 1998, and 
it was pretty freaky. I think I have the, the picture right here. Oh, it's a tiny alligator morphed into a tongue of a person. Well, that's the opposite. <laughs> the tongue morphing into an alligator. Well, I guess it's your perspective. <laughs> Either way, it's blended in. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, for our list. very 90s. <laughs> Suffice to say, at that age, I wasn't entirely keen on playing it, since it looked scary. And then later on, I remember walking around a computer store with my dad, and in one corner of the place was a computer with the title screen of Unreal, the whole camera panning over the exterior of the castle, which was also a little freaky. And the beginning is definitely pretty unnerving. Basically, you're a prisoner who wakes up on an interstellar transport vessel that's just crash-landed on an alien planet. And as you make your escape, all around you are the screams of your fellow inmates being massacred by the inhabitants of the planet. Along with the growls of an unknown beast. And all the while, the lights are flipping on and off, and you're going through dark areas with green steam... There are cool and different atmospheric effects that I wasn't expecting. Um, I think the one that stuck out to me last night was the 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 part where the lights are going off behind you. Yeah, one by one. One by one, and then you have to throw flares down in order to get it, and then an, an enemy or two is coming right at you in the dark. Uh, so yeah, that, that was that, pretty... It gave me a lot of, like, thief vibes. Oh, yeah. Because that's, that's the kind of shit that that game would do, that series would do. Uh, two things I found not for me in particular is there's no like clear objective or where to go. Yeah, yeah I was going to point that out. I found that very strange about the game where you're just roaming around and I found myself going in circles a lot kind of situation. So maybe if it was a little bit more linear, um, that would have helped me out. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> you don't like go through places you have to like bump into shit all yeah, the time yeah there's like, no activate button yeah i'm like okay but then that causes you like going to walls and you might find a secret or two uh through there so i guess there's a reason to it but i just didn't know the rhyme of it yeah yeah i think because at the time at least as far as exploration is concerned the the devs really wanted to show off what their engine could do so they wanted everybody to like look around everywhere, see all the different effects they were able to create with with their engine. Well, the three D the three D sprite models uh, was certainly something way different than probably anything else at the time. Yeah, uh, especially when you're. Did Quake come out before this or after? I think before. So you're only. I know Wolfenstein would and Doom would be the two to compare to, but I'm not sure about Quake. Let me look that up as you keep talking. Yeah, yeah. And this is 1998 was also the same year Half-Life came out. So that was another groundbreaker FPS with 3D sprites. Okay, Quake was 1996. So okay. that's what I had experience with uh, because I didn't have a computer, so it was just whatever my friends had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a computer, but we weren't allowed to have Doom or Wolfenstein on there at the time. Although, my 
My uncle and my cousins, they their computer had Wolfenstein and Doom on it. Still weren't allowed to play it, but we'd always watch my cousin play it. And yeah, the game has some really good lighting effects, like we mentioned. Good atmospheric moments. And the weapons are the weapons are pretty unique. I mean, I only got as far as getting four weapons, but the minigun is a lot of fun to use. Just like fires shards of a special mineral on the on the planet. If I had a complaint, the enemies tend to be real bullet sponges. They're repetitive. Yeah. They're repetitive too. Yeah. There wasn't much variety in in the you have Missile Asshole 1, you have Missile Asshole 2 that jumps around and dodges shit, and then you have the little tentacle fuckers that come from the ceiling all the time. Yep. Yeah. those kind of three guys. Unless, way later it picks up to different enemies, but it sure, I mean, fuck, played like two hours, and it, nothing really changed a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, it's, didn't really see all that much. I mean, I'm sure once we get into like a, a castle type deal, things would change. But as it is, wasn't really, wasn't really that interesting. So what you got, Joey? Yeah, and no, I agree. They look like bull sponges. I think the only gun that showcased that they weren't is the sniper. If you could pop their heads off of that, but yeah, they didn't look the same. And one of the guys I reviewed did mention that they, I think there might be like, I think he said 20 enemies but they seem very similar to each other. And some of them are just bigger versions of themselves. So. Oh, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe there were more than three, but they like maybe one was faster or smaller than another, and it's just like, don't notice it. Yeah. Okay. Although yeah. later on, after you went to bed, I encountered some killer dragonflies. Oh, yeah, no, no, I saw those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw the pterodactyl things. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the flying stingray thing. Yeah, those those enemies didn't take all that much to kill. I mean, the dragonflies took like two shots each from the pistol. But you put the pistol in gangster mode, shoot it sideways. What you should have done is downloaded some mods and then we get ridiculous with it. <laughs> I didn't think of that until now. That would have been funny. Yeah. Like it like in uh Skyrim, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Or Thomas the Tank Engine. Alright, hold on. Let's see. Does that exist? A Macho Man Randy Savage mod for Unreal. Alright, I'm looking this up. Let's see. Mods for Unreal. Uh game. <laughs> Macho Man. This is extremely important to my critique of the game, okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, I put mids. That's not going to work. There's a Fallout 4 mod with Macho Man Randy Savage. Ooh. Okay. Um, Joey, I hope you're writing this down. This is important. <laughs> I am not. I'm looking at all the different uh, enemies that are in there. And it seems like there's a bunch of scars, whatever the hell they're called, different versions of that. Like Assassin, Berserker, Gunner, and Infantry. Uh, officer, scout, sniper, trooper, warrior. So they all look the same, but they're different. Okay, you can turn it into a PlayStation 1 game. Random Events Mutator. Uh, Terra Mining. 
so you can make it like red faction, I guess. Oh. Uh, Kurgan's Adventure using classic Unreal Engine. I'm planning to create a RPG. Oh, he turned the game into an RPG. Hmm. French level pack. <laughs> what? I don't know. So, no Macho Man Randy Savage uh, mod. Um, that's at least one letter grade low. <laughs> Lower. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's too bad. Too bad. <laughs> yeah, game fails. <laughs> I mean, well, I wouldn't go that far. Okay. <laughs> it would have gotten B for badass because of Macho Man. <laughs> but now we're going for uh we're going for C. <laughs> yeah, I, I still pass it. Joey? Yeah, I pass it. I prefer Quake. Yeah, I still have Oh, I do too. But this game's not terrible. No, it's not bad at all. No, not by any means. I do like it more still, than Doom. Uh, that's I like, like Doom it. more. I don't like it. I think Doom's more fun. Doom has a lot of rah. <laughs> you don't like men grunting? What's wrong with you? No. <laughs> Unless it's you, Joey. Next to me. Ugh. In my bed. <laughs> where it's warm. <laughs> oh boy. Not you, Colin. You're too you're too tall and big. <laughs> my cat wouldn't like you. <laughs> uh, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> All right, so our two games were Rogue and Unreal. Colin, favorite, least favorite, and your letters. Uh, I think I liked Unreal better, if only because it was more playable. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, Rogue gets a B, and I guess Unreal gets an A. Okay, Joey? Rogue was my favorite, and I'm giving them both Bs. And B. Uh, Unreal was my favorite. I'm giving that a B because there's really nothing wrong with the game at all. Yeah. It. I would say the only thing keeping it from an A is, um, needs more enemy v variety. I'd like to know what my objectives are in the game. <laughs> yeah, kind of maybe make the me. levels a little shorter. Yeah. They seem to be pretty long. Rogue, I'm giving a C. I I really don't know what to to make of it. It's early 80s uh i didn't i clearly didn't get it so i can't go higher than that but i can't go lower because it's clearly revolutionary in its own right so going c and b uh there so that gives both these games a big b okay and then joey you have the next theme yes i do and i have no idea what i'm gonna pick well all right you got Few days to decide, and then we can then we can play them. And remember, the games you can choose are 15 years to today's date as we record the podcast. So we're well getting into the PS3 and Xbox 360 era now. <laughs> oh yeah, Just throwing Damn. that out there. Um, did get a message recently about us covering such games like those aren't retro. I'm like, I don't know, man. When it was the early 2000s, people considered the NES retro, and that was less than 15 years, right? 
Well, no, because it came out in 80, the NES came out in eighty five, right or eighty yeah. six. So that was definitely fifteen years old at that point. Probably Super Nintendo that people were considering retro. Yeah, and regular PlayStation even. Yeah, it's just uh, the acceptance that things get old over time. What do you know? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> All right, that was that's the first episode of the new year in the books. See you next time. Bye. Bye now.